T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents Sports Talk Saturday. I can't really predict how someone's going to come out of a concussion protocol, but I can pay attention to what Andy Reid is saying. That toe is problematic, and you could tell he couldn't plant, he couldn't run like Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about level of superstar, best player in the NFL, best player in sports. I mean, that's what you expect from Patrick Mahomes. Think about Championship Sunday last year, the Tennessee game. I thought that run at the end of the first half was as significant as anything. So there's a very realistic chance that, again, I thought Josh Allen had a better year than Mahomes this season, but Josh Allen could clearly be the most athletic quarterback on the field on Championship Sunday. Mahomes a magician. I never put anything past him he's capable of anything but i am genuinely concerned here when you look at it from the chief's perspective with that though on wgr sports radio 550 adam shine of cbs sports with one bills live on friday back here on sports talk saturday joe and lou dibiase here on wgr we're going to be joined by therese paler of Yahoo in just one moment. This special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday is brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets, the best game day deals in town by Taco Bell. Get your cravings under control with nacho fries at participating Taco Bell locations and by Catalyst Fitness, activate your life. All bills all day, WGR Sports Radio 550. We now turn to the West Her Hotline. Yahoo's Therese Paler, host of the Yahoo NFL podcast along with his co-host Charles Robinson and... His web series, check it out. Check the tape. He's got a lot on Brian Dable recently and his unlocking of Josh Allen, especially something that we have seen up close and personal and all Bills fans know this year, which is Allen's insane growth against the Blitz. And one, Therese, thank you for joining us here on this Saturday, taking time out for us. And two, just a little bit on that story you wrote, which, again, like we've seen it up close and and personal. It's almost incre- it's completely incredible how much Allen has grown against the Blitz in general, if not just, you know, his entire game. Yeah, I mean, he's really right there. Well, thanks for having me on, first of all. But, yeah, guys, he's really right there with Mahomes as far as, like, being a guy you just really don't ever really want to blitz. Um, 
his ability to, to check into something quick, um, the design of the scheme helps, obviously, but Dable really arms him with an offense that allows him to take control of it, uh, that, that is relying on side adjustments to get the ball out quick and make teams pay. They throw him where the defense isn't. And uh, I know that sounds simple, but mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, a lot of that has to do with Dayball and the job he's done there. And also the job he's done helping Josh clean up his mechanics. What he's done with this guy in three years, a lot of it has to do with how much Josh cares about football. But, um, you know, some of it's just good old-fashioned coaching, and that's great to see. Yeah, Therese, it's almost alarming to me that they're going to go through this offseason, all of these teams, I mean, that have hired new head coaches. You had seven in total. And unless, you know, we'll see what happens with the Houston job, but I don't know. It seems to me that it might be trending that both these offensive coordinators in this game for the AFC Championship, Brian Dable, who you just talked about, has done a phenomenal job with Allen, and then Eric Bieniemy, who I can't believe is not a head coach yet. Isn't it, It's almost crazy that those two are going to continue on in the roles that they're in. You know, especially when you've seen some guys get hired with much less experience. Um, I hear good things about Nick Sirianni, who just got the Philly job. And for the record, that's a complicated job. Like, I don't think everybody wants that job because of all the different <laughs> right. hands that are in there, okay? Like, I, like if I'm Brian Dable, I don't, even, I don't know if I want that job because you you're not going to have the amount of say in the team-building process or even the game-day process that you would in others. But you get the point. You know, Brandon Staley's been a coordinator in this league for a year, and he's now the Chargers head coach. Um, I, I think it would have been fun to see what Brian Dable could do with Justin Herbert. And the same goes for Eric Bieniemy. But, you know, there's actually a long history of really great coaches being forced to wait. You know, Bill Walsh had a long time. He had to wait a long time. You know, Paul Brown crushed him, right? Vince Lombardi had to wait a long time. You know, this happens because these owners, in general, a lot of them have no idea what they're doing as far as how to build a winner. Like, there's a reason that Pittsburgh, which I think we can all agree – is extraordinarily run, especially from the top down. Um, mm-hmm. There's no coincidence they've had three coaches in like 40 years. And meanwhile, the Lions have had like three coaches in nine. Like some people are competent and they run teams. Some people are not. And it does show at every level of the organization. Yeah. Before we get too far away, by the way, from your piece on Brian Dable, your check the tape piece, and if you're looking for the link on that, I tweeted it out uh, at Sneaky Joe Sports, or you can follow Therese on Twitter uh, at Therese Paler. Um, Dable and the Bills' offense, what do you do defensively against them? Because last week, going into the Baltimore game, all we were talking about was how much the Ravens blitz. And they had done that to Allen the year before. They blitzed less than maybe, I think it ended up, less than any game this season. So if you're Kansas City, do you do what Baltimore tried to do last week and kind of back off, or are you sending the house? I'm definitely not sending the house. Um, And I love the fact you brought up Baltimore. Right, Baltimore's blitzing at like a 50% clip heading into that game. And then I added it up on 40 of Josh's drops back, on Josh's 40 drop backs. I counted eight blitz, eight blitz opportunities. Time for these sent five or more guys. That's really low for those guys. Uh, so I think, I think the reason for that is, you know, in today's NFL when these offenses are so powerful, you're kind of better off just taking death by a thousand paper cuts. You don't want to give them man-on-man opportunities. Like, you guys have seen Stephon Diggs, 127 catches this year. He can't really be covered man-to-man. There's not a whole lot of corners that can handle him. The Chiefs certainly don't have someone that can handle him. Um, and I think this is why you saw, I think, earlier this year when these two teams faced each other, 
they made the Bills drive down the field. Now, they were able to generate pressure, but you want to generate pressure with four. So to me, the Chiefs' defensive game plan has to be a lot like what the Bills' defensive game plan was against Mahomes the first time around. You know, you're playing split safety, you're playing cover four, you're keeping things in front of you and you're rallying and tackling, and then when you get in the red zone, you take a few more shots. That's what you have to do against Josh Allen, not just because of his talent, but also because the design of their offense is so good. So I think that's the key there. I think the Chiefs did a lot of that the first time around. Um, but the difference between now and then is that he's got John Feliciano back, who's been outstanding and is even better in pass protection than, than Brian Winters, right? And I think that's a big deal. And uh, I think that's going to help these guys. Uh, but, no, that, that's what the Chiefs would do, in my opinion. I think they're going to keep this stuff in front of them and um, you know, try and rally to the football and get pressure with four. You've got to get pressure with four. Um, the Bills have to block Chris Jones. He had a nice game the last time. They can block him. Bills offense is going to be hard to stop. Therese, what about the Chiefs? I mean, obviously we're talking a lot about how instrumental Dable's been for Josh Allen's improvement in year three, but what about the dynamic between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? How much of this was Mahomes just coming into the league in 2017 and the league just not realizing what a special, unique talent he was, but also how much of it is Andy Reid unleashing him in this offense and just being a, a perfect match? It's a nice it's a nice combo, man. I think, I think Mahomes would have been special anywhere, but, mm-hmm. but I think he would have been good anywhere. But he would – I mean, he's special because of the infrastructure and read. And that's all these coaches, like – and that's all these great quarterbacks. Like, you can't be great in this league at quarterback without a good infrastructure around you and a good coaching. Like, that's just how it works. Um, Mahomes is special with his creativity, his second reaction ability, his off-script ability. But, like, let's not forget, you know, like, it, he needed to go to the right place too, just like all these quarterbacks, man. Like, coming into the league from – the air raid offense, uh, he did freestyle a lot in college, but he did make a lot of special throws. So it was always going to come down to, hey, could he learn the pro-style offense? Could he spit out the plays? Could he be guided to rein in his risk-taking? And he has done that. And um, I think in retrospect, some of that was a little overstated about the gambler mentality, just a little bit, um, because this is a guy who cares greatly about football and cares about winning, and in that way, he's very similar to the guys the Bill have, the, the Bills have, and Josh Allen. So that that more often than not, that's what's going to make the difference. But want to, that's going to make the difference between um, good quarterbacks in this league and great ones. Just a couple more minutes of Therese Paler here on WGR with us, Joe and Lou DiBiase, special sports talk Saturday edition. And while we're on Mahomes. It's really since, I think, Monday. Monday, it really felt like, all right, this concussion's not going to keep Mahomes out. Like, it's just, he's going to play on Sunday. And now, do we have any questions about the toe injury, the foot injury, whatever it is? And that's kind of where I've been keeping my attention, at least when it comes to injuries this week with Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know. It's basically, I think you're playing a guessing game as to whether he'll be hampered by that injury. But my question to you, Therese, will be, I mean, he's not Josh Allen in terms of his mobility, but at the same time, there is some of that in Kansas City's offense with him. I think the play he got hurt on last week was like it was like a read option. It wasn't a read option. It was like a toss sweep to yep. the right. Um, so, like essentially, if Mahomes is limited by the foot injury, how much of Kansas City's offense will be hurt by that? Well, well a big part of their offense is it's freestyling, right? So that 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 matters for them. But I think. He still wins in the pocket. He is a pocket passer. And even when he moves, he's looking to throw. So it will hurt them if he can't move 
the way he typically does. Because Leslie Frazier is a really good defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier's in the mix for that Houston job. I've been told that he's interviewed very well for that job. And in a lot of ways, this could be another opportunity for him to prove he should get it directly against Eric Bieniemy's offense, right? So I, I think if you're Leslie Frazier, what you got to do coming into this game is decide, all right, we played Mahomes one way the first time, and it worked. We took away the deep strikes. We made them run the ball. We held them to 27 points. Guys, that's a win against the Chiefs, right? But I think early on in this game, he's got to take some shots with the blitz to see if Mahomes can move. You've got to see specifically – see if he can move to his right. So I would expect some blitzes coming from the left. If Mahomes can't move like normal and he can't evade that or that messes with his accuracy, that's very good information for key situations over the rest of the game. And that's something you want to find out quickly because that could be the difference between the Chiefs scoring 34 points and the Chiefs mm-hmm. scoring 24. And I think every point obviously matters right now. So they're going to want to find that out early. If he is still Mahomes, if Somehow they've shot that toe up and they've put a steel <laughs> plate in his shoe mm-hmm. and he seems fine. Then I think you're going to see him go back to their week six game plan. And, guys, that's totally fine. That's how smart teams play the Chiefs. I live in Kansas City still. Mm-hmm. I used to be a Chiefs beat writer. Even though, I was, even though I'm a national writer now, I still live here. Mm-hmm. So I watch them a lot. The smart defensive coordinators play the way Leslie Frazier um, did against the Chiefs. So I would expect them to fall right back into that if Mahomes proves that he's still Mahomes. But they got to find that out early. Last thing for you. Are you taking the Chiefs in this game? I'm going to take the Chiefs because I've learned in my five years in this market um, since Mahomes has been here, four years. Mm-hmm. Don't ever, under any circumstances, bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, he loves football. He is extraordinarily gifted, and he tends to rise to the occasion. I think the Chiefs are 24-1 and in their last 25 games. So I'm going to go with that at home. Don't get me wrong. But as somebody who has been a believer in the Bills dating back two years, I mean, people in this market laugh, or they laughed last year mm-hmm. when I kept calling Buffalo my Bills whenever <laughs> I refer to them. Like, I'm serious. You know, they don't do that now. Like I like I like where the Buffalo Bills are headed because I think they're run very well with Brandon Bean and McDermott. They've got a vision, and I love Josh. I love Josh. So my my point is, even if they don't win this game, I think that this sets them up for a legitimate run next year, and me probably picking them to be my AFC pick to go to the Super Bowl next year because teams don't get there three years in a row. So. Uh, and I know Bills fans don't want to hear you might lose this game. Um, and you might not. If Mahomes right. isn't Mahomes or he gets hurt, all of a sudden those eyes swing right to the Bills. Mm-hmm. So I think Buffalo fans have got to watch this game and be excited because the odds are against you. But just like that, they could flip the other way. And I can't wait to see how the Bills scheme this on both sides of the ball because I think there's an opportunity here for them to win, but they've got to be on point. Love it. Check out his NFL podcast, the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast with Therese and Charles Robinson. Check out his latest on Brian Dable and his web series, Check the Tape. Therese, thank you as always. Great stuff. Appreciate the time and enjoy the game tomorrow. Hey, you guys too. I appreciate you having me on. Hit me up anytime. 
Thank you. Therese Paler, at Therese Paler, by the way, on Twitter, uh, if you're looking for his stuff on social media. I, I'm, not, I'm not stunned that he picked the Chiefs. I was expecting him to pick the Chiefs, also yeah. knowing that he's been high on the Bills. Therese was actually higher on the Bills. He was there quicker than even I was. Like There weren't many outside of Buffalo that were like, this is going to be something real. And Therese was there pretty early on. But again, you know, you live in Kansas City and you've watched every Chiefs game since Mahomes got there. Come on. I had no problem with yep. anybody picking Kansas City. So anybody taking screenshots of, oh, look, five ESPN <laughs> yeah. guys picked that the Chiefs are winning. Or look, four out of five on CBS picked the Chiefs to win. Like, come on. There's nothing wrong with picking Kansas City. He mentioned it there. 25-1 and one yeah. in their last 26. I think that's not counting. Uh, the week seventeen. And loss. again, they went fourteen and two, and it just didn't feel like they, they were, were on ever, cruise control. Yeah, it felt like the whole season they were on cruise control. But he said a lot of interesting things. I thought I took away a lot of, you know, you talk about Dable and his positive impact on Josh Allen, and the same thing with Andy Reid and um, Eric Bieniemy as well on Patrick Mahomes, and you know, even Mike Kafka is going to probably get a head coaching job from the Chiefs, uh, the quarterback coach. So you you just look at. I think it says a lot about talent evaluation just through the draft and it's it's a it's a lot about like upside versus a floor right where you can take a talent and like he said Patrick Mahomes was a special talent you could see it you know even in that air raid offense at uh Texas Tech um and same same thing with Josh Allen in Wyoming some people are just scared though of the the low floor and so but if you have the right coaching, like th- those are special talents that can elevate a lot. But when you also have the right support system, those players can go from good, just based on pure talent and abilities, to great. And the, the Chiefs and the Bills both took a chance. They went for the talent, and you know it's, it's paid off because then they surrounded him with the right support, mm-hmm. personnel-wise, and coaching. And now these are two of the final three MVP candidates. I think, by the way, like your question to Therese about like what would have Mahomes been? Yeah, like that's kind of like where the principle of the question lied. What would Mahomes have been in a worse situation if he had been drafted? Like he's in Baltimore. Yeah, or even like Houston. Or, like sure. Houston's yeah. had a pretty bad setup around Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson deserves a lot of credit for being as good as he have has been, despite his surroundings. I think Mahomes' floor would have been Aaron Rodgers. And maybe, like, you could argue you think Rodgers is better all-time already. Um, Or, like, just, like, his peak was higher than Mahomes. But I think Rodgers has been Mahomes without the the Andy Reid piece of it. I think he has been overcoming his surroundings for the most part, especially the coaching part of it. I think Mike McCarthy was a hindrance to Aaron Rodgers' entire career. Mm. And I think Andy Reid is, like, like you said, the perfect match for Mahomes. So that's what I think. I think you've just got... You've got an Aaron Rodgers-level talent, and you've got the perfect head coach. Yeah. And when you have those two things and they come together, this is what it looks like. Yeah, I, I didn't want to even make it seem like I was saying Andy Reid is what made Patrick Mahomes go from good to great. Uh, I think he would be great in Baltimore, in Houston. But really it's in any what makes them but a Super Bowl yes, winner. Yes, it, it's what makes it almost elite in like that, that next level where yeah, there's, there's, just, no there's nobody years. else like it. Yeah, there's no down years. Where there could be, you know, for a star like that, you know, there has been a lot of star quarterbacks in the league that have had down years, and a lot of it has to do with a poor situation. But, yeah, that's the difference when it comes to consistency year after year is when you have that talent and then you have the personnel and an elite play caller as well at head coach, at head coach specifically, because then you don't lose that that, like right. Dable, you're gonna you're gonna lose Dable eventually. Um, Probably. And so that's that's yeah. the perk of having a head coach as well. That is that guy. Probably. 
I, I think I, he's you, getting you will. a coaching job in 2022. Well, here's right? the thing. He has now, it seems like he is showing that he is being nitpicky. He is not leaving Josh Allen unless he is getting another guy that he thinks he can make Josh Allen. Yeah. He, it sounds like he just wanted the Charger job. That's it. He would have left for the Charger job had he got it. Well, there wasn't a lot because of Because it's Justin Herbert. Herbert. I mean, right, but like, did where else Houston, are you going? He's not in the conversation in Houston. Why? Because there's doubt about who that quarterback is right now. He reportedly did not want to talk to the Eagles about their head coaching job because you don't have a, at least the, the age wise of Josh Allen, and you're basically coming in as a reclamation project. You're not coming in well, you right at really the top have, like Justin Herbert. You don't even really have say in that situation about right. who your quarterback is. The Jets, I mean, he interviewed for that job, so maybe he would have been interested there, but there's now reporting that Sam Darnold. is maybe going to be sticking around there. And do you want to stick around for Sam Darnold? I think there's a chance he stays here until he thinks he's getting a job with a franchise quarterback already But in you place. know that's inevitable, though. Eventually, he's going to take a job, and that's the difference. Like, sure. Mahomes and Reed, that can be a no, combo right. yeah, for yeah. a decade plus. And so that, that and that's why you see in the NFL, all of these teams go for offensive minds at head coach. They want yep. that guy as the head coach so you don't lose them. Because you've seen teams that have had that elite offense, when they lose that guy for a head coaching job, sometimes there's a drop-off. Yeah, you know, if you have right. a great quarterback like Mahomes or Allen, that is hopefully the consistency you find through regime after regime. But having that head coach there as well is huge. And so it's just a perfect combo for, you know, Reed and Mahomes. Yeah, that's right. 803-0550 is the phone number. Travis in Clarence. Let's go to you here on Sports Talk Saturday. What's up, Travis? Hey, Joe, I just wanted to uh, go back to what you were saying earlier about how crazy it is that we have this offense with this coach mm-hmm. at the helm of it. And I remember thinking, uh, I was mid-season his first year, Chopin the Bulldog were interviewing him, and I just remember screaming because Bulldog was sort of prepping him about the milk toast offense they were running, and he just goes, hey, hey, hey catch on quick, buddy. And <laughs> I'm just yep. Livid, like bring back Rex. It, that was a disaster, but it, it's not a cocky disaster. It's just a goofball disaster. Then you know he gets us to the playoffs, buys himself some grace, then trades Tyrod, mm-hmm. drafts Josh Allen, starts Nathan Peterman, and I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. And now two years later, here we are. Uh, we've, you know, he's stuck by his guns. Josh is the guy, and I think he's the coach now. And I, I to your point, like well, absolutely cannot believe. Yeah. Starting, that's where we would get to be. No, you're right. Like, he, there's no doubt he's the coach. Like, he's the coach for as long as he wants that job. Really, oh, yeah. at this point. Um, but no, right. Like the adaptability, the willingness to change your philosophy of what you are as a team to be willing because there are not every head coach in the league, even with an offensive coordinator calling the plays, not every defensive-minded head coach in the league would allow their offensive coordinator to call. 25 straight pass plays to start a playoff game in the winter when it's windy like that is an enormous step forward and it's a it's a huge example that yeah like like lou you said like you could have a step back for this offense in a couple of years if you have the wrong offensive coordinator in place but what you do know at the very least is if you have the right offensive coordinator in place this head coach is going to allow him to run the type of offense that it takes to win in today's NFL. Well it's especially encouraging considering you see they didn't have to do that after 2017 he could have realistically ran it back in 2018 with that team after making the playoffs and so that's the other good thing is like he had that leverage to just 
keep going with the team he had, but he didn't settle for that. He changed his philosophy after a playoff season, and they went for Josh Allen. Even like taking Josh Rosen there would have told me something completely different about his mindset and the team's mindset as a whole. And so that that's even more encouraging is like he had the ability to justify not turning into this kind of team. But he still did it. And I, 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 same as you, I don't think I ever believed he was going to be that guy. Maybe it's more so just having to do with, I think a lot of defensive coaches are like that, and yep. maybe it's too much I grouped him in unfairly with all those guys. But it is true, though. You look at the track record of defensive coaches, they are normally more conservative. They like to run the football. They like to win games, you know, 17-10. to 10. But props to McDermott for adapting, and the whole team now is the, – yeah. it's the perfect example of aggressive, you know, passing in the NFL now like the Bills are the example of what the NFL is now when it comes to offense which is awesome I never really am so glad this game is tomorrow because I never thought the Bills would build their offense like the Chiefs I was yelling for years for them to do that don't build your offense like Baltimore don't build your offense like Tennessee and you could have justified that too with the style Josh Allen is build it like Kansas City even if it's not as good as the Chiefs build it like them and they've it's done almost it. as good. They, it's not just, just the quarterback being able to make every throw on the field. Really, only one of maybe two. Three, there's three guys, maybe four, four guys that I would say they can make every throw on the field, and that would be Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. But then to also go out and see like what Kansas City does, their receivers just get open. They're, it, Travis Kelsey and a bunch of guys under six feet tall. Why? Because they get open. And that's what the Bills did. They completely changed it over. And why are they going to be in the AFC Championship game tomorrow? Plenty of reasons. One of them is that. One of them is they completely changed their mindset at what type of wide receiver they need for Josh Allen. And I'll tell you this. His accuracy has gone 10 points plus more from last year. And that would not have happened if you had had big yeah. physical wide receivers. He doubled wide receivers. his he doubled his efficiency in the deep ball game. I mean, so yeah. it's yeah. I'm I, seeing, I don't know if you saw uh, this. By I, the way. I, yeah, read it because I yeah. just read it off your screen and I almost got <laughs> sidetracked there. But so go ahead. Jason Lock and Fora about an hour ago, we were just talking about Brian Dable, his impact on Josh Allen. He reported that the Bills actually blocked the Eagles' attempt to interview Dable last week. So that's kind of interesting. Can't do that forever. For though. what though? Because technically, NFL teams I don't think are allowed. No. to block promotional interviews. That would have to have been... Let's find the details, because that might be... Or it's head coach, not offensive coordinator or anything? Uh, no, that was for head coach. Okay. All right, we'll get more details on that report, um, considering Dable and the Eagles. But obviously, most of today's show, if not all, going forward here until 6 o'clock, is going to be on Bills Chiefs. I want to talk about Kansas City's defense versus the Bills offense uh, when we come back, especially what they do in the secondary, because that is where that's where the big matchup's going to be. Stephon Diggs and John Brown and Cole Beasley, can they have big days against a decent Chiefs defense, but one that is weaker than what the Bills have been putting points up against uh, as, of, as of late. When we come back, Joe DiBiase, Lou DiBiase, John Simon, special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. They showed a couple different things on defense and stuff we probably weren't expecting. I think we've gotten a lot better since that game. They can say the same thing. And that's just two good teams that are going to go out there and compete. And it's going to be a four-quarter dogfight. We know that. We understand that. we got to do everything in our power to, like I said, put our best foot forward and not make dumb mistakes and put the ball where it needs to be. If they go their zone or if they play man, we got to win our matchups outside and get our run game established and uh, play really good complimentary football. Bills quarterback Josh Allen this week. 8030550 is the phone number if you're talk, looking to talk with Lou and I. We're going till 6 o'clock. I got an exciting guest coming up at 5 o'clock. You may not have heard his name before. I'm not sure we've ever had him on the station. Uh, Dan Pazuda from Sharp Football Analysis, Warren Sharp's website, had a great piece on Stefan Diggs. And like we can go through a lot of things about why the Bills will play this game tomorrow. Like What has allowed them to get here. I think there's a number of things. One thing we touched on last segment was Sean McDermott's adaptability to allow an offense to to exist on this team the way it looks right now. I think another one, and this to me might be the biggest one, is Josh Allen changing his throwing mechanics last offseason. Yep. Having them digitally mapped and having, you know, the humility to look at yourself in the mirror, know I can't throw the football like this. Like, this is what's gotten me here, but I need to change it. Like, not everybody does that across sports, really. Especially with people don't do that. Mapping that—that's no, that's going really far. That's into LeBron it, right? James stuff. The only other person I've heard do that is LeBron on his shooting form. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> pretty cool. I was about to make a Ben Simmons thing there, but I don't need uh, to get into an NBA yeah, conversation no. with you. Don't start um, that, no. Yeah, LeBron has done that. Yeah, he mentioned Mickey Mantle changed his his swing motion way back when to have his bat in the strike zone as long as possible to allow him to have a great hitting percentage. Like he is going deep into what he's done to change his throwing motion. I think that dramatic increase in completion percentage and accuracy is a lot to do with that. And then thirdly, and this would be to me less so than the second one. Stephon Diggs, trading for Stephon Diggs this offseason. I think it is fair to say 
that they didn't outright win that trade, and at the same time, that trade has sent them to the AFC Championship game because that is a wide receiver they needed desperately. And yeah, maybe they would have got it by drafting Justin Jefferson, although you would have had the risk of not picking Justin Jefferson and picking someone else, and then it doesn't go so well. Yeah, Diggs is money. He gets open almost every play. You give him more than two seconds, he's getting open. And Minnesota, like... How do you not look at this guy and now look at the rookie receiver you have and think, why am I still running the football? The Bills, I'm so glad they did not become the Vikings and not become the team where a Stephon Diggs-level player at receiver wants to be traded and wants out. Instead, right. now receivers, when like when John Brown and Cole Beasley, as they enter their mid-30s, maybe they're not here anymore, and the Bills need to go chase a big wide receiver... Now receivers are going to look at this place and think, that's where I want to go. That's where I'm going to re- resurrect my career or get the biggest numbers possible because all they do is throw and their quarterback gets it to their top receivers. Yeah, Minnesota kind of is the example of what the Bills could have became, right, where you're a run-first team with a strong defense, and that's even how Minnesota was good, you could say, when they made the NFC title in 2017. Yep. And that's, especially with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback or Case Keenum, there's, there's just a shelf life for those kind of teams. There's a... You're you're capped pretty much. Like there's there's a low a lower ceiling. There can be times where sure you make the NFC title with that kind of team or the Bills in 2017 through defense. Well, um, it was the Vikings the had playoffs. to have an elite defense right, exactly. to do that. Though. And you can't in a salary cap league as much as it's a softer cap in the NFL compared to other leagues. It's still it's a cap league where you know there's a lot of turnover every single year, and so. If that kind of team is just – I don't think it's sustainable. And you can see that with Minnesota. They had like a three-year run where they were really good, but they never got quarterback right. They continued with this, with this conservative mindset. You ran Stephon Diggs out of town. You paid Kirk Cousins. And now you're middling. I mean, you're stuck in this purgatory that is, you know, 7-9 and nine to 9-7. Nine and seven. So mm-hmm. you could do worse, but that's what I just love that the Bills didn't – just settle for that. I feel like Minnesota really settled, and now Definitely. they're stuck, and they lost star players, and they they killed a Super Bowl core. I mean, they had the, the window was open for Minnesota for a bit, but they didn't get quarterback right, and they didn't get the philosophy right, like the Bills did. So yeah, Minnesota is actually a perfect example of this, and you can see now they lost a lot. Of, you know who else is a good example too? That same year, Jacksonville, um, <laughs> right? I've the, got trivia for you later, so don't don't okay, say the right, name yet. Well, right. no, if, if you have it, you know who it is. So. Obviously, I mean. So Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles. Oh and like you see where Jacksonville is now. They were winning going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> he almost played a Super Bowl. Blake Bortles almost played in a Super Bowl. They were up what two scores? I don't know if they were up two scores. In the second I know half, they were up. I thought it was pretty close. Um, it was a good game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Right. They could have become that, and they're not. And now that also not only allowed them to get here because we just brought up a couple of examples. Minnesota and Jacksonville as teams that can get it, get to this point, doing it a different way. But come on, everyone well, in their minds going into those championship games were not picking no. the run-first defensive teams. You're picking a lot of times based on how strong your quarterback is. And the Bills didn't just get here because of an elite defense and because of a ground game. The reason there are, not everybody's picking them, more people are picking Kansas City, and I think that that's probably in the right. But the reason that there are people right now picking the Buffalo Bills to go on the road to Arrowhead Stadium, beat the defending Super Bowl champions with the best quarterback we've ever seen. The reason that is happening is the way they got here. 
Sure. And that was throwing the football. And it's not like Jacksonville and Minnesota didn't try. I mean, they, they took Blake Bortles third overall. They did pay Kirk Cousins a boatload of money. They drafted Teddy Bridgewater that he, same year. Yeah, he just stunk. Um, but they just, yeah, they, they failed at building around those players. Or, well, they failed at just picking, they picked the wrong guys um, to draft and to pay. But that's the thing. It's like the Bills not only committed to this philosophy, but they just crushed the execution of it too. It's not just like trading for Stephon Diggs this year, but it was even like signing Cole Beasley last year in free agency and even John Brown at 1,000 yards in 2019. It's bringing yep. in Brian Dable as your OC. They just It's not only that they, this is the mindset, this is the style of team we want to be, but then they went out and executed. And Minnesota and Jacksonville failed at that and so that window closed really quick, and they lost all this extremely good talent, you know, especially Jacksonville on the defensive side of the football. And so that's the difference is not only – it's not just about trying to be that kind of team and trying to get that quarterback, uh, but it's doing, it's doing it. It's executing. Yeah. And so these two teams, the Bills and Chiefs, have crushed it. 803-0550 is the phone number. Travis in Rochester. You're on Sports Talk Saturday. What's up, Travis? Travis. Nothing. Hello? Go oh, ahead. You're on the air, Travis. Hey, uh, so I was just calling in to talk about the game this weekend. and Just a point not a, not a lot of people have been making. Um, everyone talks about how the Chiefs have been there the last three years, but we're not the same old Bills where we're just perennial losers. Um, you know, we have a lot of people and players on our staff and, and stuff who have been deep into postseason runs or have won Super Bowls, so I think that that is kind of an underrated aspect of the mm-hmm. game coming up that people aren't really addressing as much is that it's not just people who've never been there. You know, there are leaders and people in positions of power who can have that kind of influence that we might not have seen in the past. I'll hang up. Thank you for the call, Travis. I mean, that's a good point. I, I like that this game, and this was what was so important about the Bills avoiding Kansas City until the championship game. If they had played Kansas City last week, they're not winning that football game. The way they played last week. No. I don't know. I, I like that Josh Allen got a couple of playoff games under his feet, maybe calm the nerves a little bit, especially last year. I mean, the nerves really needed to be calmed uh, in Houston. Yeah. So now that we're at a point where he's got three playoff games under his belt, he's played great in one of them. He played kind of nuts in the first one. And then last week, you know what? He was not great. I don't I would not say that he had near his best performance, but it was windy. And he did not lose you the football game like the guy on the other side of the field did. He at least did that. And I think that's this a better week, though, defense, would you agree? Baltimore's oh, defense sure. better than Kansas City's? Oh, I think by a lot. Yeah. I think they might be the best defense in football. Sure. Yeah. That, that I wanted to get to, and thank you for bringing that up because we got on to another thing there. The Bills against this Chiefs defense, when's the last time? And they're average. Like, they're average to slightly above average. I'm not saying they're a bad defense. I think Tyron Matthew gives them so many different options of what they can do with their secondary because he plays all over the field. He almost plays, you know, like he's like a, he's a wild, he's a wild card out there. Like, he almost doesn't have a set position. It's like he goes out there and the defensive coordinator is like, you do whatever you want in this play and we'll figure out the other 10 guys. Like, I feel like that's how they use Matthew a lot. Um, not not literally, but like he's he's got a lot of freedom and he does well with it. Like They have guys. Chris Jones, Therese Paler mentioned, like he is a handful up the middle of that defense and they're able to rush the passer with four, even maybe better than the Bills can. Mm-hmm. They've got guys, but the Bills have played great defenses going back to when? The Monday night game against San Francisco? Pretty much the entire second half of the season, you could argue. I was going to say, when is the last time the Bills played a defense this this poor? And Again, I don't want to say poor because I think that 
Kansas City's bad. It's just they played so many good ones. They played San Francisco in Week 13. They're better. Pittsburgh in Week 14. Better. They're better. Denver in Week 15. Uh, not much better, but total defense, they were better. Turnovers, they were better. I would say they're at least marginally better than this yep. Chiefs defense. The Patriots in Week 16, it was the only thing that had them in this season at all. Miami in Week 17, they were one of the better defenses this year. Indianapolis in the wild card round, I might think they're the best defense in football. And then Baltimore in the divisional yeah, round, you might, who might be the, second. You might have played the top two in your first playoff, your two playoff games. When's the last time the Bills played a, a relatively average defense? Seattle, maybe. I mean, the Arizona, Chargers. You could argue Chargers might be bad. Yeah, Arizona's defense isn't top tier. I think they can. I think that was early on in the second half of the season, though. I almost want to get to with this point that the Bills could. If someone's going to blow someone out tomorrow, I feel like it's the Bills. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I, I might... I don't it, know, though. My brain right now would probably pick the Chiefs to win this football game. But I think... I might want to tell you that if someone blows somebody out, I think it's the Bills to do it. I feel like I, I have more respect for Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier's ability to stop star quarterbacks than I do the Chiefs. Steve, Steve Spagnola. There's a lot of it's a lot of old school mentality things going on on the defensive side of that of that football. There's a lot of they think that all they can, need to do is confuse the quarterback at the line of scrimmage, which is stuff Rex Ryan was doing 15 years ago. And meanwhile, their the defenses are just picking you apart, or offenses are picking you apart sometimes. And I feel like that's what we could see from Allen tomorrow. And I don't know what. This was kind of going into last week, and this is something we talked about with these better defenses. What is the perfect game plan to stop Josh Allen? Because we thought it was the blitz. Then this year, Allen started just crushing the blitz. We thought it was zone. But then Allen just started figuring out where the holes are in zone defenses, and then Diggs and Beasley and Brown just get to them. They sit there, and Allen fires it in there, mm-hmm. and you can't stop it because of his arm strength. You can't like, dare him to go deep anymore either because he doubled yeah. his efficiency down the field. You can't um, rush four and sit yeah. back because Allen, Allen will literally stand there still, flat-footed, but that's and wait thing, for though. someone to get open. But that's kind of the thing, too, with why I can't see the Chiefs getting blown out in any game, too, is because well, while... Right. Yeah, but like matchup-wise, sure, that all makes sense. But like what we're saying with Josh Allen, how he's pretty much matchup proof, and you just have to, it, you can't find a way to. There's not really weaknesses anymore where you can totally exploit and focus on. It just comes down to straight execution. That's kind of the same thing with the Chiefs. Like every point you're making is correct, and you know I think McDermott and this defense have the best chance of holding one of these two star quarterbacks at bay. But when you're that good, though, sometimes it just doesn't matter if technically the matchup is favorable for the other side. It just and it's you know it's pretty simplistic, but. Just straight up execution is, I I I don't know. It's going to be tough. I would hate to be these two defensive coordinators going into uh, Sunday. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. More on Bills Chiefs when we return. Joe and Lou DiBiase, John Simon here on a special Sports Talk Saturday edition here on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So Leslie is very intelligent, and Leslie is a very hard worker, and he gets the defense. Every time we have an opportunity to go against each other, 
it's a battle. He's great at motivating guys. They all know that he's been there, that he's been on a championship team. One of the great, all-time great defensive teams in the history of this game. So he gets that instant respect from the, from the fellas. And then he keeps it by being creative and highly intelligent there. So. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Got to have one of the best mustaches in NFL history, that guy. <laughs> no? Yeah, it's up there. Who's better? He's got the best nick- He's got the best nickname too, I think of any what? head coach, Big Red. And now he's wearing red? Yeah. Like- it's, it's pretty good. It's fine. Is there any other head coach with a nickname? Does Bill Belichick have a nickname? I don't Isn't think it so. like Palpatine or something? Isn't <laughs> yeah. there like a Star Wars Seth nickname Lord. with Belichick? Um, Andy Reid, who once fired Sean McDermott for an offensive line coach to be his defensive coordinator. I just searched Bill Belichick nickname and what came up was the hoodie. The hoodie? No one calls him that. No. I think Big Red might be the only nickname I can think of. Uh, you know what? I don't have a better one, so I guess I have to go with you on this. Uh, do you know what Patrick Mahomes' nickname is, by the way? And this is from Pro Football Reference. No idea. He has. I don't believe those that those websites have nicknames on them all the time, and I've never heard of any of them. Well, some of them, I've like heard who's? Of. Ma- I want to know who's doing that. Mahomes. Well, Pro Football Reference is doing it. You mean they're just who there? yeah? Are they just making it up? No, I mean they have to get it somewhere. Mahomes has five nicknames on here. I think five, six maybe. Showtime. Never heard that. Magic Man. Nope. The musician. Nope. Fatrick. What? What is it? Fatrick. Uh, I don't get no, that. I don't get it either, but I'm, <laughs> it's on. I'm just reading the list. That's all I'm doing here. The Gunslinger. Okay. But I think you call most aggressive quarterbacks that. Uh, Mahome Boy. Mm. Does Josh Allen have any nicknames on here? Josh no. Allen doesn't have a nickname. Uh, we got somebody texting in Riverboat Ron. Oh, come on. That's good. Gu- yeah, but one. I. Okay. That nickname is better, but it's awful. Because he's not, he's like the most say, conservative never, coach in football. I think it's because of one time he went for it on fourth <laughs> right? down. In he like went for it once. It was once. in 2013. And they, yeah, that's been it since. I hate that nickname. Yeah, I think Big Red's probably the best. It's the one. By default. Right. He he doesn't go for it. Yeah. Ever. He, I, I saw a stat. They lost their combined lost win percentage due to poor fourth down decision making. Conservative fourth down decision making was right at the top of the league. Like, they deserve to miss the playoffs just on their fourth down decision-making. Oh, Riverboat Ron. The worst <laughs> nickname ever. 8030550 is the phone number. All right, when we come back, I've got some trivia for Lou. I've got 94. The last time the Bills were in the AFC Championship, the 1993 season, the 1994 AFC Championship. Is that how we do that, by the way? Yeah. Whatever year it's in? Okay. Yeah. January 94, Bills versus Chiefs. That's the last time the Bills were in the AFC title game. The 18 quarterbacks who have played in the AFC Championship game, started a game at quarterback since the Bills were last in it. I've got trivia for you and John. I'll have you work together on this, considering uh, combined between the two, some of these guys were before you were born. Yeah, so, I was going to say, I think between be tough. the morning show, I think, did the winners they did the of winners. AFC, and I zoned out, so I don't remember okay, some good. what they said. The winners are, <laughs> the winners are actually kind of easy. The winners though. are easy, but yes, I know you guys in the afternoon yesterday did all of them, and I know that there's definitely some of those guys that I'm not going to have any idea. For sure. So we'll do that when we come back. And then, once we get past that, I want to talk Tom Brady. And how badly, how badly do you want to see the Bills not only make the Super Bowl, but be playing that guy? 
Some don't want it at all. Let me know what you think on that, too, at 803-0550. That is on the way in the third hour. Um, And then Dan Pizzuta from Sharp Football Analysis will join us at 5 o'clock on a special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday. Joe DiBiase, Lou DiBiase, John Simon here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.